IRAs and 401ks, dividends, Social Security, these all serve as important income sources that will help you pay for your retirement. But the big question is, how will you get taxed on these different income sources? And what can you do now that could reduce the impact of these taxes? Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio Show. I'm Bruce Smith. And today we're talking about how you're going to be taxed on nine different types of retirement income. In this segment, one of the things we're going to address is getting taxed on dividends, stocks, mutual funds, CDs, savings accounts, and more. But before we get into that, you know, the thing is, don't assume that you're going to pay less taxes in retirement. This is a this is almost a false assumption for the majority of people who have saved a significant amount for their retirement. You know, the people who get hit the hardest are the savers. The people who get hit the hardest are the people who have used discipline when it comes to, you know, wanting to plan for their future. You know, plan you have to plan now not just for how much money you're going to have to get you through retirement, but you have to plan now for the taxes of tomorrow. So we're going to talk about some ways to limit them and what can you do to stretch your income further to get the most out of your retirement nest egg throughout your retirement years. You know, because the fact is that today's retirees, you know, when you really look at history, today's retirees have possibly more money than any previous generation. Think about that. Today's retirees have possibly more money than any previous generation. So, you know, it used to be your biggest holding for most people was your house. Yet today we see more and more and more people. I would say the majority of the people that we work with, we find that, that they have, you know, two, three, four, five, ten times the amount of money in their retirement accounts. When you look at, at, at both spouses, if you have a married couple, you know, there's much, much more money in their retirement accounts than the value of their home. So there's an interesting transition that has occurred. So there's no question. I think, you know, most retirees today have more money than any previous generation, but this also means that it they're going to pay the most in taxes because this money they have, this big nest egg, this this asset that is greater than their home is something that they've never paid taxes on. And when are they going to pay those taxes? They're going to pay them during their retirement years. They, they have this huge amount of money they've saved in these tax deferred, which we call tax postponement retirement accounts. And they have other taxable assets, which means they can't assume that they're going to pay less taxes in, in retirement. You know, income, people uh, you know, have all these thumb rules out there that we've talked about so many times on the show. Oh, you're only going to need 80% of your, of your pre-working income. You know, yes, it's true. You're not, you're no longer contributing to your 401. You know, you're, you're not buying as much gas. We know what gas costs these days, <laughs> you know, so you're not buying as much of that because you're not traveling to work. But at the same time, you know, the prices of everything is going up. So thinking you're going to spend less money in retirement, I think is a misnomer for most people. But the fact that you think you're going to pay less taxes in retirement, it really doesn't happen. And for those people that are lucky enough to pay a little less taxes after they retire, they only make it a few years to age 72. And then Uncle Sam starts forcing you to take money out and you have these, these required distributions. So it's pretty ugly. So you've got to plan for the taxes of tomorrow because nobody can predict the future. But I think there's a pretty good case suggesting that taxes are going to go up. I mean, every, every person we sit down with, every family we meet with, we say, do you think taxes will be higher in the future? And I mean, it's a resounding yes, point blank. I mean, if, if nothing else, if nothing else happens, if, if Washington, you know, somehow went to sleep and forgot to raise taxes, you know, there's still going to be a problem because the Tax Cut and Jobs Act is going to expire at the end of 20, 2025. 
and that's automatically going to reset tax rates to the higher rates they were before the passage of that Jobs Act. So we're going to see major changes as automatically at the end of 2025, higher tax rates, but I think you're going to see major changes before then. You know, currently we're experiencing relatively low tax rates. You know, there's a great opportunity out there if you have this, this postponed tax money, you know, that you owe Uncle Sam, what's, what's the best strategy to get Uncle Sam paid off and have it cost you the least, meaning you get to keep the most possible from your retirement nest egg. Because we look historically, like back in 1944, the highest income tax rate was 94%. In 1978, the maximum capital gains rate was almost 40%. Today, we've got the highest income tax rate is 37, and the highest long-term capital gains tax rate is 20%. So a big difference from the high peaks of history. But if you're worried about making your money last for the rest of your life, you know, you really have to consider how much of your retirement savings is going to be lost to taxation. It's going to be paid to Uncle Sam, given to Uncle Sam for his benefit, not benefiting you and your family. But more importantly, what can you do to be paying less? You know, so you don't want to wait and watch. You want to act. You want to create a long-term defensive tax minimization strategy to plan for these tax rates of the future. <clears throat> Excuse me and not the tax rates of today. Let me read that again. You want to make sure that you plan for the tax rates of the future, not the tax rates of today. You know, a, an effective defensive tax plan is looking from today forward and understanding what is the projected tax bill you're going to have over your retirement lifetime. We plan out to age 90. And once we know that number and it, people are blown away by how big that number is, then we say, if you, and then after you're gone, What's the tax bill to your kids? And that's really the total tax bill for your retirement nest egg. Then we come back and we say, okay, what can we do differently? What plan or what strategy for your specific situation can we employ to reduce that number? And on average, we see the ability to slice that number down by 40%. That's pretty much our average across the board and, and for hundreds of millions of dollars in assets that we've done this planning for. So having a tax strategy can be incredibly valuable, probably more valuable than trying to, to find ways to, to grow your money in this, in this volatile market. It's, it's a great opportunity. I believe it's the fastest and safest way to get much, much more out of your retirement estate by having this strategy. But let's look at some of these different accounts. So first of all, dividends, you know, what are we looking, what are we looking for as far as dividends? Well, when you receive dividends, obviously that is a gain. It is a profit, okay? And dividends can be they can be classified as, I'm not going to get crazy into the weeds on this tax stuff, so I don't want you falling asleep out there. But, you know, there's different types of dividends. There's qualified dividends and there's non-qualified dividends. Uh, qualified dividends is ta they're taxed at the capital gains rate, which would be a maximum of 20%. So if you're in the 22, 24, you know, or higher tax rate for your regular income, this is kind of a discount. This is a, a less costly uh, method of paying taxes for that type of a, of a gain, a qualified dividend. But a non-qualified is still taxed as your ordinary income. But what do we see? Now Washington is circulating ideas saying, hey, let's raise the capital gains rate to 25 or 28 percent, and income taxes can shoot up to 39 percent, which means, again, Uncle Sam's finding all these wonderful ways to get more of your profits and having less net profit available to you. You know, stocks, stocks and mutual funds. You know, 
one of the reasons people have gone with stocks for such a long time is because of long-term capital gains. They would get a they would get a lower rate than ordinary income on the gains in these. Uh, so, what you have to look at is again, what's that tax going to be on these taxable investment accounts? Now, notice that's not a retirement account. This is where people really have a disconnect. Too many times we hear, well. So what's my capital gains rate on my IRA? What's my dividend rate for my, for my uh, 401k? It doesn't apply. Every dollar you remove from those tax postponement accounts is going to be taxed at the higher, the ordinary income rate, period. So the taxation is quite different. The same thing holds true, you know, when you look at uh, CDs, savings accounts, money markets, you know, here it's pretty much interest, you know, and the interest payments, you know, are taxed again at your ordinary income rate. So there were, you know, for a lot of years, first of all, and I'm going to rewind the clock, you know, kind of back to my grandfather's day or even my father's days is, you know, people didn't have IRAs. You know, remember 401ks, you know, didn't come into being until the eighties, you know, so they, there were no 401ks, there were no IRAs. What you had was you had a paycheck when you were working and you paid income tax on the paycheck. You got a pension check when you retired. You paid income tax on the pension check, and they were fortunate enough to receive Social Security and not pay any taxes on that Social Security income. If you had an investment account, then you had the capital gains rate. Now, if you were retired and had a big, a big investment account, you know, getting those gains and say, okay, that's not going to raise me up to some ridiculous income number. For as far as a tax bracket, I'll just pay the capital gains rate. So it was, a, it was an easy, uh, lesser than normal income tax rate in most cases. So they got a break. But that's all that existed in the investment world at that point. You know, retirement was not an investment. Retirement was a pension. This is the money of our forefathers. But today, the game has changed. You know, all of this money that you were advised by advisors, you were advised by your workplace people. You were advised by big financial companies. They, they all employed the same strategy. Hey, pay taxes later. You know, something you won't hear from most financial advisors is the reality of, of this other transition. I've been doing this for 36 years. The things that I have seen that have changed in the industry, things that I, quite frankly, I never thought would be possible. I didn't think the American consumer would buy into some of these things, but guess what? They have. You know, one of the greatest changes I've seen is the creation of all of these multiple platforms for fees. Fees are charged in most cases based on the value of the assets. Now think about this. If you had paid taxes as you went along, you would have less money in your account, but you would have your debt with Uncle Sam squared. But there'd be less money in your account. And less money in that account means less fees for the financial companies. So the financial companies are, they're more than on board with the idea of, yeah, pay taxes later, keep that money in there. Let's make that number big. Oh, you have a 401k. Let's keep your employer's money in there and let's let it grow. And you pay taxes later because they want that number to be as big as possible because that makes their fee as possible. There's a certain prominent money manager that on TV likes to keep saying, you know, the better you do, the better we do, the bigger that account the more money that money manager is making. And the bigger it grows, the bigger Uncle Sam is, the bigger chunk Uncle Sam's going to get. And then Uncle Sam just had to sit back 
and twiddle his thumbs until he raised tax rates so he could have even more of your retirement. Coming up in our final segment, we're going to talk about more ways how the government plans to tax you on your income during your retirement. Most people don't realize it, but taxes are lower today than they've been in over 40 years. But the party's over. We've spent trillions of dollars in economic stimulus, infrastructure updates, and social policy packages. And higher taxes could be just around the corner, because that's the only way we can pay for it. That's why I put something together just for our listeners on the show today. Learn how you could reduce your taxes in retirement with our retirement tax savings analysis. Let me explain how this works. When we get some basic information from you, we determine the tax saving strategies that are best suited for your specific situation. Then we sit down and share these strategies with you so you can see exactly how much money you could save. I'm not talking about some simple deductions that might save you a few bucks. These strategies could help you save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars during your retirement. This customized analysis is free and there's no obligation because we're only gonna offer this to listeners who call us today. If you saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, call to schedule your free analysis now at 888-888-5601. You have a short window of opportunity to take advantage of these strategies. So don't wait. Call and leave us a message at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You're listening to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. If I asked you how much money you've saved for retirement, you'd probably know that number right off the top of your head. But if I asked you how much you'll pay in taxes on this money during your retirement years, most people don't have a clue. And that's the most important number that you need to know, because if you don't know this number, then you really don't know how much money you'll owe during retirement. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio Program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we're talking about how you'll be taxed on nine different types of retirement income. So coming up in this segment, we're going to dive into talking about pensions, annuities, and savings bonds, and how they're going to be taxed during your retirement years. You know, if you just look at the list, uh, we just brought up the ones we're going to talk about in this segment, but here's the list. And I just want to kind of go down this because I think it's very important for you to see, you know, really from a tax perspective, what a retirement plan looks like, you know, and, and before we get to the list, you know, let's look at what is the financial industry telling you about taxes? You know, every email you get, every statement you receive, You know, if you ever read the fine print at the bottom, if you ever look at what they call disclosures and disclaimers, you'll see this everywhere you look. Every email, every website, every document you see says, we do not provide tax advice. You know, I said in the first segment that it's the most dangerous six words in retirement planning. We don't provide tax advice. We do not provide tax advice to you. It's you're on your own, but then they give you a warning right behind telling you they're not going to do it. They give you a warning and say, seek professional guidance before making any transactions because there's more than one way that your tax picture can shake out. They put the burden on you 
to find the answers to that. Or if you're fortunate enough to find a, a firm that not only does retirement planning, but it includes a simple but defensive tax strategy to minimize that number and keep more of your nest egg. So we've talked so far, we've talked about IRAs and 401ks. Now, these are accounts where you've postponed paying taxes to a point in your life where you're trying to cut back expenses, but now you're going to have this major expense of taxes you know, during your retirement years because you postponed them until then. There's Roth. There's Roth IRAs. There's Roth 401ks. The number one comment I hear from people when we start talking about Roths, they're like, well, I never understood them. Uh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, I'm only limited to like $6,000 a year or something like that. Isn't that correct? So that would really never make a big deal for me because I have a million dollars in my 401k. When we say Roth 401k to somebody, they're like, well, wait, I didn't know I had that option. We've had people go to their HR department, go to their employer and ask questions about the availability of a Roth 401k. People that are still working that are several years from retirement. And, and a lot of times the HR department had to even go ask someone else to find out that it was actually in the plan. It was an option that people, that they didn't even know it was there, let alone understand it. We help people take advantage of that. So if you're a few years from retirement, you know, now's the time you can do some really interesting things within your 401k. We talked about taxation of Social Security. You know, it's a huge, uh, a huge misnomer. People, a lot of people don't think they pay taxes on Social Security. Everybody can, you know, for, I wish this everybody, probably 70% of the people we meet with, they already know they've done a, a they went, they've gone to ssa.gov, they've got their social security estimate and they look at it and they say, I'm going to get this amount of money in retirement. I'll be getting $2,600 a month from social security. And when you talk about their expenses, they say, well, you know, I need this much from my investments because I'm getting $2,600 from my social security. Well, time out <laughs> that $2,600 is not all going to be spendable because you have this other money that you're going to be taking out for your lifestyle. So now we go back to them and say, oh, by the way, 85% of that $2,600 is going to be taxable income. And Uncle Sam wants his pound of flesh there. So I would say the government giveth, the government taketh away. We talked about dividends. You know, how are dividends going to be taxed? How are your stocks going to be taxed? How are your mutual funds going to be taxed? What about your CDs? What about your savings accounts? What about your money market accounts? So as you notice, there's this giant universe, this giant landscape, and all of these have different rules, different regulations, and different methods of how they'll be taxed and different rates of how they'll be taxed based on what your retirement income, the total picture, is going to look like whenever you add up Social Security plus your investment income plus your retirement account distributions plus any pensions or annuity payouts or things like that. So taxes can be complex, but it's important to have a strategy to understand what that cost looks like. You know, would you go in, would you go to a grocery store and pick meat or to pick steak out of the cooler, put it in your cart, go to the register and it had no price tag on it. And you just say, yes, I want that and see how much of, of it, it consumes off your credit card or off your, your debit card or off of the cash it's in your in your wallet or purse you know no you want to know what it's going to cost when you go buy a car do you see a window sticker that has all the options on it but there's no price on the right column you know you're not going to buy a car that way would you when you buy a house you know i love this house i love the, the bedrooms i love this i love being able to bring the grandkids over how much is this house going to cost me 
And not to how much does it cost up front. What's it going to cost me in taxes? What's it going to cost me in insurance? What's it going to cost me in upkeep? Are there homeowner association fees? What about this? What about that? We're very in tune to expenses. We pull into a gas pump. Now we find ourselves, you know, taking out, you know, mortgages to, to fill our tank with these crazy gas prices. So what's unique here is we understand the cost of so many things. Yet the greatest cost ever is you have this huge pile of cash that you've, you've saved. And the more diligent you've been, the bigger that pile of cash, because you've done a good job preparing for your retirement financial security, but you don't know what that tax bill is going to look like. You need to know. You need to find out. Understand what it looks like, and then you work with a professional that can find defensive strategies specific to your situation, you know, to reduce that number. That's the key. We're talking about all these different taxes and all these different rates, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, what's my master bill going to look like, and where do I find a coupon, <laughs> you know, or can I clip a coupon to reduce those taxes? It's such a big number. What if we can save 10, 20, 30, 40% of that? over your retirement lifetime. Simply put, that means more money for you, less money for Uncle Sam. That means more money growing for you. That means more money to enhance or improve or give you security for your retirement lifestyle. And in many cases, the byproduct is more of your hard-earned money will go to your children as opposed to it going to Uncle Sam without tax planning. But you know, our focus is on what it does during your lifetime. So when we talk about lifetime, let's talk about pensions. You know, why are pensions important to you? Because pensions are often employer-sponsored, and these are, this is a function of a long-term income source. This is a secure retirement of, of what my grandfather and my father had. You know, most people today, they're working hard. They get a 401k statement. They don't have a pension. You know, for people that have pensions, you know, this is how much you're going to get. Typically, they don't have any kind of inflation built into them. You know, a lot of our, a lot of our state employees, our, our Penn State people, uh, our state police, you know, retirees, our PennDOT retirees, uh, government workers, our federal government people, you know, when you see that pension number, you know, th it's great when you retire. Most people are like, hey, I can make more money. I can make as much money when I retire as I was making working, so why do I want to keep working? I'll retire now. With COVID, you know, we've seen the great exodus. More and more people are looking at those numbers and saying, can I go now? Bruce, let's look at the finances. Can I go now? Sure, let's do that. But you get that level money the rest of your life. Well, that looks great the day you retire. I always say, you know, a lot of my state retirees, they retire and they're going, hey, I'm making great money. Five years, yeah, I'm doing okay. 10 years, eh, you know, it's a little tighter, but yeah, I'm doing okay. 15 years, wow, you know, Bruce, the money doesn't go as far as it used to. And at 20 years, they're going, man, you know, I, I may have to go become a Walmart greeter or something. <laughs> so, you know, it's important to, to understand how that pension plays into it. But once again, pensions are going to be taxed at the ordinary rate. Now, that's assuming that you didn't put any after-tax contributions in. But typically, most of your employer-employee relationships for a pension, it's going to be ordinary income. So it's not going to be any special tax breaks for that pension. But what we find in today's world is that most people do not have a pension. Uh, so if you have one and you're fortunate to, that's great. Interestingly, uh, one of the things we see quite often now is with regard to pensions that companies may have a pension, but most companies today are giving the, the consumer an option. They're saying, you know, we can give you this income over your lifetime, or we will give you a lump sum buyout of your pension today. Now, 
you know, too often times people will look at that and they'll make kind of an immediate decision. There's some people that say, well, I just want the, I just want the income. That's, I know I'll have that. It'll be there. You have other people that say, you know, I, I, I'd rather have the money now and be able to tax plan it and do different things with it. So again, it really is no universal answer. I cannot sit here on the air and say, okay, you should or should not take the lump sum. It should be something that goes in with all these tax calculations. I mean, I know we have had many people over the years, over the last several years, that have taken the lump sum because we can do tax planning on that and eventually get them to a zero tax bracket for a large portion of their retirement years. In, in the case of having a pension income, typically if you take the income, then we lose the ability to do tax planning on the pension itself. So I can't get you to a zero tax bracket because you have this taxable ordinary income coming in every month that we have to account for, and there's going to be taxes paid on that. So there is an interesting benefit uh, in many cases. A case can be made to take the lump sum, but again, you need a full-blown comprehensive plan that's not just looking at any one factor. It's looking at, you know, it's looking at what's the smartest strategy to manage your risk, to manage your fees, to manage your taxes, and maximize that income and give you long-term financial security through good markets, average markets, but more importantly, underperforming markets. So if the market goes against you, if you have high inflation, you have higher than expected taxes, will you run out of money or will you be secure? You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about annuities. You know, annuities are, are the darling of Wall Street. If you have what's called a variable annuity, uh, we're not a fan of them. Our clients don't use them because they're too costly. Uh, we look at alternatives that don't have those expenses. But there's some incredible tax benefits if you have non-IRA money and you want to be able to control your taxation over time. You know, annuities can be a great tool. Bottom line with annuities, you know, it shouldn't be a they're good, they're bad, and open or shut case and move on to the next thing. Again, look at your specific situation and say, you know, do they fit and, and can you get more bang for the buck by having them as opposed to not having them? And finally, savings bonds. Very simply, if you have savings bonds, let's look at the tax impact and see what it means to you. Hey, this has been a great time. It's Bruce Smith here at the Get More Retirement Radio Program. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. According to Forbes, millions of Social Security recipients are not getting what they're entitled to. In fact, as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Today, claiming your Social Security benefits is far more complicated than you know. Your decision could cause you to pay taxes on up to 85% of your benefits, double your Medicare premiums, and forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits every year. That's why I want to do something special just for my listeners on the show today. We will create a customized social security analysis for your specific situation. We won't charge you a dime. Let me explain how this works. Once we get some basic information from you, we'll determine the optimal time for you to file your social security benefits. This free analysis reveals the impact on your taxes, Medicare premiums, spousal benefits, and much more. Ultimately, this analysis is gonna show you how you could get the most net income out of your benefits. So if you've saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement and have not already filed for Social Security, schedule your free Social Security analysis now by calling us at 888-888-5601. 
don't leave tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in Social Security income on the table. Learn how you can get back every nickel that's rightfully yours with this free customized analysis by calling us at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. Advisory services offered through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through RIA Wealth Solutions, LLC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.